it's time for some Midweek Thoughts. Good Monday morning. Good Monday morning. Or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, it's Midweek Thoughts on Monday. We need to f- maybe switch it to a Wednesday or just just embrace it. This yeah. Is, this is our life now. Just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll change. Speaking of change. Yeah. That was a good one. Good segue. It? <laughs> I got a little story to tell about change that kind of uh, will intro what we're going to talk about today. My son tells me a couple weeks ago that he doesn't like eggs anymore. And I was a little taken aback by that. I was like, buddy, like I've been making eggs for you for years. I mean, we have nine chickens in our backyard because we go through so many eggs. We bought chickens and he's telling me he doesn't like eggs anymore. And I was a little, you know, so I was like, buddy, when did this happen? Like when he's like, daddy, I never, I never really liked eggs. I'm like, okay. And he's this kid. I'm trying to like piece this puzzle together. Like, well, what about when we go down to the cafe 101 and get omelet, sausage, egg and cheese omelet? He's like, well, I kind of like those eggs. And so (laughs) it may not be that he doesn't like eggs, but I ask him, well, buddy, like, how long has it been since you didn't like eggs? He's like, it's been a long time. I was like, well, why didn't you tell me? He's like, because I knew you liked eggs and, and everyone else likes eggs. And I didn't want to disappoint you by saying I didn't like eggs. So I would just eat them. Hmm. And like, that really shook me. I was like, oh, dude. And then I was like, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. I would appreciate if you, you just like, I'm glad you're telling me now. But I think he got to this breaking point where, He's like, I can't stand this. I'm, I'm done eating eggs. Like, I got to say something because I don't want to eat eggs the rest of my life and have him keep thinking that it's okay. Yeah, I wonder how often that happens to everybody. <laughs> like, that probably happens so much in our everyday interactions and no one just speaks up and tells us that they actually don't like how we're talking to them. Yeah, I think it happens a lot in relationships mm-hmm. where somebody does something or acts a certain way where it, it, the first time it's not a really a big deal. Like, you know, you don't want to say anything because you think that as a person, well, I'll just handle it. I'll just just let it happen. And then it's not a problem until it is. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, listen, I'm done. Yeah. Whereas if you had just told the person the first time in the first place, like, hey, this thing that's going on, like, it's kind of weird. Can we talk about it? Yeah, it's hard though because Josiah looks up to you, and obviously he's a kid, so he hasn't learned that yet. You know, he he just doesn't want to disappoint you. Period. That's like his probably whole his whole mo is I don't want dad to be upset. Right. And so even if it means eating eggs, then so be it. Yeah. But, and I and then also as a parent, I got to self reflect and be like, well, what made him feel like him telling me he doesn't like eggs would be a disappointment. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, cause I've been making eggs for the kids for, for years. Like, yeah, I think either easy to make, they're easy to eat. So, you know, what made him feel like, like him not wanting to eat them would make, I, you know, I don't know. And those are things I got to learn. And he's eaten eggs since then, because I think <laughs> it was just a thing. I was like, dude, can I try making eggs again with like some string cheese in it, you know, and cheesy eggs. And he's like, yeah. And I think <laughs> he likes them, but I don't know. Like, is he just saying it again because he knows like there's a pile of eggs on the counter from our chickens that need eaten? Right. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. And we're going to kind of use this episode to kind of reflect on the podcast so far. And this is going to kind of be an introspective one where we look back on the episodes we've done and the feedback we've gotten so far and learning 
a lot about how we talk. Uh, we, we've said this before, but we think we're coming across a certain way, but it might hit someone else's ear wrong. And even though your intention was good, it could totally throw somebody off. And we always are striving to be more, um, delicate in the way we say things, but also not changing who we are. It's a very fine balance, yeah. but I know John got some good feedback recently. Yeah, I did. And nothing crazy. Um, but just the way I, the way I talked about a certain people group, um, was, could have been interpreted as, as insensitive or, um, or even hurtful. And it was out of, you know, it's constructive criticism. I had no idea. Like, I mean, and I'm not going to go through and give you an example because I don't think that's relevant because it was very minor. Yeah. But it could be very major to somebody. And I just want to make sure that I'm speaking correctly. So if during these podcasts, at any time, either one of us say something that may not be, uh, I hate to say it, politically correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate the term PC. Yeah. But what I want to do is be respectful to all people. That's what I think being politically correct is. It has nothing to do with politics, but it just means about being respectful to people mm-hmm. and their experiences and how they hear things. So if we say things wrong, then let us know. Yeah, um, Call us out on it because the only way for us to grow and become better uh, is to become aware of any blind spots that we have. And I think it's, it's the responsibility. Everybody has a responsibility of somebody, you know, to to share those with people so they can change. Not that they're bad or they're wrong, but so they can change. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Without repeating what you're saying, it more or less is, it's hard for me. When we talked about this earlier, it's hard for me to believe that it's the person who's upset's fault to let us know, but really it, it kind of is their responsibility in a sense. Like if you are getting that upset about something, it kind of is your responsibility, right? To say something. Yeah, it shouldn't be. <laughs> it shouldn't be, but I think it is if they're getting upset by it. So like if, if the other person is totally oblivious, mm-hmm. but it's that much of a bother to like, like you and I, if I kept doing something mm-hmm. totally oblivious, did it bothered you? Mm-hmm. But internally, you kept that inside. And finally, one day would be like, John, I can't believe you do this all the time. And and I, I'm totally bl- I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Like, I thought you were fine with that. Like, I, yeah. I, in that situation, yeah. it feels like it's my responsibility. But then again, I have to, I, you have to take every situation differently right. because it's not the same. no, it's not because I know you really well and I know that you wouldn't be doing it out of malice. Whereas, like if you have a work, a work, a coworker, and you don't really know them that well, like you don't know if they're being a dick or not. <laughs> like you don't know if if they are like um, just doing it to be mean or if that truly doesn't. Ah, yeah. It's yeah, it's uh, we could. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but we could take this so many different levels, and we could get into like racism, mm. and so many ways that racism pops up in today's country mm-hmm. um, that just should not be. Mm-hmm. And that is it the responsibility of people of color to tell like white people how they should talk, how they should act? This is it, or is it the responsibility of of white people to be like no? I don't want to be racist. I don't want to do anything accidentally that hurts people of color. I need to look it up. I need to look up into these things and do my best to figure out how to make things right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, shoot. Cause in that situation, like it definitely is our responsibility. Yeah. Cause our, our nation's past of treating people of color is horrible. Right. 
it's absolutely horrible. So then why are we going to be like, well, listen, if you want to treat a certain way, you tell us how you need to be treated. No. <laughs> okay. So let, let's take it, let's take it into a relationship standpoint. Let's yeah. take it as a, um, that's a huge rabbit yeah, hole. Let's there. take it. So um, let's say I have a girlfriend mm-hmm. and let's say over the months of dating, what's I know, her name? Just the, make one up. Oh, Jennifer. Sure. Jennifer. <laughs> My girlfriend Jennifer and I were dating for a couple months. Is her last name Lawrence? Jennifer Lawrence. You know what it is, Lawrence. It is. And secrets out. <laughs> secrets out. He had the Hunger Games girl. She's all mine. Um, so let's say after a couple Sorry. months of a couple months of dating, uh, I, I noticed her getting shorter and shorter and shorter with me, and or she's pulling away. She's not opening up to me as much. I. I think it'd be my responsibility to kind of like look, do some soul searching and be like, like, what could I be doing that is causing this? You know, like, see, it's so tricky because like, is it her responsibility to be like, Tim, this is why I'm being held back? Or is it my responsibility to be like, clearly there's a weird dynamic going on? Well, I'll ask you this. If you notice she's getting less interested, mm-hmm. abrupt, not sharing as much as she used to, pulling away, why would you immediately assume it was something you were doing and that you needed a soul search and that it was your fault that she was doing that? My therapist asked me the same question. <laughs> I don't know why my brain defaults to that. <laughs> and, or I think that's natural. You just, I think a lot of people fall into that trap or, Hey, Jennifer, I noticed you've been seemed kind of distant. This may not be true. I don't know if this is the right answer, but this is where I would take it. Yeah. I noticed you seem kind of distant and out there. Like, is everything okay? Like what's going on? Like, is there anything going on that you want to talk about and kind of open that, that probably door is the best for approach. her to share? Yeah. That's probably the best approach. Um, this is kind of, well, what's that song? You're so vain. You oh, you probably, probably think, think this song is about you. Shoot. Am you I know, vain? Am I a vain person? I don't know that maybe you're intentionally vain, like like it's a, 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 but like why, why would you? Why would we automatically? And you're not alone in this. Yeah. Like so many people would just assume. Oh, clearly it's it's my fault. Yeah, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. If there's something wrong in art, it's my fault. Yeah, I'm sure I did it. Uh, where it's like I want all of the I want all of the blame, but really none of the credit. Yeah, <laughs> like it's my fault. If something good happens. It's not my fault. Yeah. I'm just maybe a part of it. I'm not the one, but if something bad happens, yes, it's probably me. <laughs> wow, yeah. Well, without going down too much, uh, to stay on track of just reflecting on how we speak and this with these podcasts, like I, I've said this numerous times, I'm so glad that we are doing this because we have cataloged conversations now that we can go back and because the way I'm talking to you now is the exact same way that I talk to all my closest friends, and um, it's just nice to know. <laughs> how we come across to people. Uh, cause I know I want to be a better communicator. I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better partner to whoever I end up with. And, uh, I think this is a good learning tool. Now there's people out there that don't have the luxury to record themselves. So I guess the biggest takeaway is don't be afraid. Like we said this before, ask the people in your life, you know, Hey, like, I don't know, just inventory check. Like, am I doing everything? Like, is everything cool? Is there anything that I, can, mm-hmm. I don't know? I think a lot of couples fall into that trap where just the communication of how each other feels their needs. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't accurately express their needs because maybe they feel like, oh, I would, 
like I, I could I could I can work through this myself. Mm-hmm. It's, this is not a big deal. But I think it, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, a communication between like this is what I need. I mean, in my own relationship, we experienced that. My wife, she might be wanting something, some mm-hmm. type type of reaction or response from me, uh, and I give her one that she totally didn't ask for. Yeah, um, it's well intentioned on my part, but that's not what she wanted. Yeah, and that's not what she needed. Even if I wanted to give the thing that I gave. Yeah. Um, that's not what she needed or wanted. And there's a time and a place, you know, for me to be the hero the way I think I should be the hero. Mm-hmm. But there's certain things where she might just be like, honey, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm really sorry you're going through that. Uh, but you're, you're doing the right things. You're saying the right things. And I support you. Like, just saying that, that's her hero. That's mm-hmm. what she needs. She mm-hmm. just needs someone to come and be like, well, this is what you need to do. And this is what, and I say that kind of snarky, but like in, in all reality, that's sometimes what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me to stop and be like, okay, what is, what does she need in this moment? Can I be that? Yeah. Um, Cause it's not about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not about it's me. It's so hard. Like that, so it's hard for me. Um, so yeah. So our podcast, just as a reminder for people, if this is if you're tuning in, we are riffing. We, our goal was, you know, John and I would always have conversations at least once a week, and they'd be hours long, and just be just us literally talking how we do now, just without microphones. And we thought that people might find it interesting. Not that we think we're like super cool or anything, but it's always fun being a fly on the wall in conversations, and it's always fun to like get a new perspective on things. And we thought that our thinking was interesting enough that people might want to be in on it. So whenever we do dive into really deep topics about bullying or relationships or life and death or existential, you know, religion, anything, we aren't experts. We don't have a list of notes in front of us. We don't plan a week in advance. We literally are just talking off the cuff, off of our feelings right in the moment. And we have talked about, Whenever we do want to really dig deep into things, we're not going to be naive and think we know it all. We're going to have people on that can educate us and you. So, And we're going to ask them questions just like we're talking about stuff here mm-hmm. and hoping to get a professional response. So if there's things like that you as a listener want to hear about, you mm-hmm. want to hear us process, you want to hear somebody who is an expert in the matter's opinion on something, mm-hmm. let us know. Yeah. You know? And if there's things we say wrong, like I said, let us know that too. Because yeah. the only way for us to, to change and grow, not just to change to make you feel good, no. but to change to be better people yes. and more aware of, of our audience and more aware of how we talk to people, Yeah, we want to know. You know, it's funny, uh, speaking of change, just real quick to wrap it up, I've... I've been learning a lot in my adult life that there's things that I felt comfortable doing that I justified doing, but someone brought to my attention that it was hurting them or made them uncomfortable or blah, blah, blah. And I think in those situations, it is good to change for somebody. Right. Because ultimately you're changing for the better, even if you know, you've just, you found a way to justify it yourself. And so don't be afraid to critique. Yeah. You're not changing who you are. No. I'm looking at the timer, Tim. It's 15 minutes. Yeah. I would love to make this a longer episode, but it's midweek thoughts. Mid- midweek thoughts. We can always uh, tie this into a full length someday. Yeah. That was just the tip. Just the tip of the iceberg. Is, cool. that, what, is that what you call it? 
the 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 iceberg in quotes the iceberg <laughs> it brought down the titanic all right yeah uh, so anything else before we wrap up no cool how's it i mean we could but that's it cool all right guys thank you so much this is midweek thoughts we'll see you on thursday uh this thursday yeah. we have an interview and the interview is with john's friend and we'll get into all that he is a musician self-made uh gosh he's been doing so much in his life and you're gonna hear all about it he's a hustler he's a hustler really interesting life it's gonna be amazing tune in this thursday to check it out yep independent artist dirty Dirty. Looking forward to talking with my friend James and catching up and sharing about how to make the grind work for you. Yeah. It's going to be inspiring for sure. Even if you're not in the music scene, you'll, you'll take something from it for sure. So we'll see you guys then.